Hey guys, um, it's Saturday morning, approximately 10.26 a.m. I just took Max to the vet. Um, sorry, I'm in the car. We're going to do a lot of driving today. We're going to be hanging out doing a lot of driving because I've got to go from one end of the city to a, an entirely different end of the city to pick up a very exciting item. Um, I'm going to Lee Valley, which if you don't know... Um, is a pretty awesome store for nerds. It's They have all kinds of gardening equipment, wordworking equipment, because, you know, a lesbian's like carpentry. Uh, I just wish I was the kind of lesbian who knew how to use any kind of tool, and I'm not. Go see the episode, or go back and listen to the episode, Is There Gas In It? That will tell you what kind of lesbian I am, and it's not the kind who has a tool belt. Well, not a tool belt with tools in it. Anyway, go do your research, okay? Go back. Um, so I'm going to Lee Valley, and I'm buying... A tabletop um, grow light. So it's got, you buy this thing and it's got like a arm on it that you can adjust for height and it's got special fluorescent lights in it so I can like grow plants from seed. My dream, here's my dream, because when I was a little kid, uh, my dad used to, when he wasn't getting drunk and being an asshole, used to be an avid gardener. Very, very, very good at it. And he would take seeds of tomato plants that he had over the years taken the best tomatoes and taken their seeds and uh, cultivated them since like he got here in the 60s and the original seeds I'm pretty sure he brought from Italy smuggled in his asshole uh, for the two-week voyage on the boat to bring them here to plant them so I want to keep up the tradition and I want to grow them from seed because what he used to do a million years ago this isn't very interesting but it's part of part and parcel of this show sometimes it's just you and me in a car on a Saturday morning just cruising along and thinking of the people we used to be and now we're just we're just driving a crossover talking about tomato seeds wow it's really sad it's really sad okay anyway look this is it this is life now this is life I'm 35 I've got a kid I'm married going to okay this is getting depressing okay let's <laughs> let's carry on let's carry on okay back to the seeds back to the seeds so when I was a kid um, he would have like fluorescent lights that you'd see, say in a school or whatever, you'd look up and these horrible, horrible lights, he'd use those to grow the plants from seed. So now technology has come a long, long way. So you can actually buy a rig for a ridiculous amount of money that I probably can't afford, um, to do this. And I want to, not just for me, but for Malcolm, because I think he'll really enjoy watching the little seeds sprout if I don't fuck it up. And he might also enjoy watching the plants grow, and then planting the plants. Like, I think it's a really cool thing to do with a kid. And also for me, because there's a part of me that wants to keep family traditions alive, much like alcoholism. I want to keep that tradition alive in my family as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to train myself to just drink straight vodka. Did I ever tell you guys about the time I was a little kid, like six or seven, and uh, my dad had broken his arm, I'm assuming drunk. He fell on the ice and broke his arm, right? So, um that winter he was off work and I was building a little snow fort in our tiny little west end backyard and I looked through the basement window and I'll never forget this because uh what had happened was oh, a cop just drove by me and I'm recording into my phone which is like totally illegal he didn't even notice I'm like holding my phone because I forgot my headset Ooh, dangerous could have just got a really big ticket while you heard it why am I singing <laughs> this is fucking terrible anyway um fuck was I saying yeah okay so I'm building the snow fort right and uh I look into the basement window and my dad is chugging from a 40 of vodka 
like not sipping, not like one sip, like chugging it, like, like gulp, 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 like literally that many, that many gulps approximately, literally, literally approximately. So that's how I know my dad was a straight up, uh, hardcore alcoholic needed it to live. Cause like no normal human being could chug out of a bottle of vodka like that. No one. It's just not possible. Anyway, how he ended up stopping drinking is that he had some kind of crazy, like, I don't know, seizures, like maybe his liver failed. I don't know what happened. And he ended up in the hospital. That was a really weird thing. It's like burned into my brain. My mom feeding my dad applesauce in the hallway of a hospital because around that time they had decided that nurses weren't necessary. So they had what they called uh, hallway medicine where they closed down a bunch of beds. So you just kind of didn't even get a room. You just sat in the hallway. It was just fucking brutal, but yeah, that image just burned into my brain. Like my dad, the biggest, scariest, meanest man was just pale faced, laying in a hospital bed, getting spoon fed by my mom. It was really fucked up. Anyway, after that, he stopped drinking mostly. I think he's, he nipped here and there. He's famous for the time that him and my sister went to a wedding together and he was telling the entire table how he quit drinking and, you know, it was really hard, but he did it and he hasn't had a drink since while he's sipping on a glass of wine. So I think what he meant, (laughs) that's, see where I get these stupid stories from? It's like, oh yeah, so I haven't, I haven't touched a drink in 10 years. But I think what he meant was he hasn't been drunk in 10 years. Like maybe he was able to have a drink or two here and there, but not get hammered. I don't know. I think my whole family's fucking retarded. Right. Okay. Having said that, having said that translation, I don't remember what I was saying. So, um, yeah, I want to keep that tradition alive, but not necessarily the alcoholism. So I'm going to go buy this light that I can't really afford. And I know I can't, here's what happened. Okay. Here's what happened. Let's just tell the whole story. Cause I've got a lot of time before I get where the fuck I'm going. Um, what happened was I went to Victoria. I phoned my cell phone provider, MTS, Manitoba telecom service. Oh, there's a speed trap set up too. God. These police must have nothing to fucking do. He's caught like six people here. Holy shit. Holy shit. Wow. That's pretty brutal. Um, So what the fuck was I saying here? Right. Okay. So I go, I call MTS uh, from Victoria and I'm like, okay, I'm traveling because in Manitoba I have unlimited data. I can use as much as I want, which is what unlimited means. Yes, you're right. Yes, this is repetitive. Fuck off. Okay. Get your own show. You're so fucking funny. Um, so I phone and they're like, yeah, you know, 400 megs will send you a text message when you're getting close to that. So you don't go over, or you at least have fair warning that you're about to go over. And I'm like, okay. So I get my cell phone bill and $196 worth of data later on my, like I'm charged for $196 worth of data and I'm shitting my fucking pants because that's a lot of goddamn money. And I didn't get the goddamn text message, if you know what I mean. So I call MTS and old Sanchez, like the woman I was before I had my kid would have been fucking furious. But I've learned, you know, you grow, you live, you learn, you realize that you need to treat people nicely. I mean, freaking out is not, is not the the first course of action. That may be the fifth or sixth course of action. And honestly, sometimes it's my second course of action, but I, I tried nice first and guess what? It worked. So I phoned and I'm like, Hey, uh, funny story, yada, 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 $196. And, uh, she's like, okay. She put me on hold for three minutes and she comes back and she's like, oh, well, you know, it turns out we had a glitch and you didn't get the text messages. So I'm going to go ahead and take back that $196 charge. And I was like, whoa, yeah, 
Like that was my response to this woman because I'm an adult. And uh, I was like, that's awesome. I'm like, holy, sh-. I'm like, holy shit. I just won $196 if you know what I mean. And she starts laughing and I told her she was my favorite person and we each made each other's day. I'm pretty sure. So that's why I feel like I have $196 to buy this setup, which I really don't because, um, I took Max to the vet today and I get like, I'm telling you, he's, he's a beefcake now. He's gained two pounds. He looks good. He looks full. They're really happy with the way his teeth looks or teeth look. And I've been, she's like, you've been really consistent. I can see that you're brushing his teeth on a consistent basis. He's, he looks good, but he will need a cleaning. Yeah. So that's going to be 400 bucks. Uh, assuming that there's no rotten teeth in there that need to come out. And, uh, the vet visit today cost me 176 bucks. So in one hand out the other, I guess. Thanks. That's super. So I don't really have any money to go buy this setup, but fuck man, you know, like sometimes if you wait to have money, you'll never, ever goddamn do anything ever, ever. So why not? And you know what? This small amount of money over the course of like 10 years, really not much. Plus, you know, I could have a tiny little grow up. I'm sure those lights will be more than adequate to grow something. Marijuana or magic mushrooms or something. I'm sure, I'm sure it will be okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I have one more dog related story to share with you guys right now. Cause I'm getting close to my destination ish. So as you know, I'm a mailman and as such, I'm privy to a lot of interactions with dogs and some of them are negative and some of them are negative. You know what I mean? Some dogs really like people and some dogs don't, but I'll tell you one thing for certain. No dog owner knows what their dog is capable of around the mailman because you have to remember they hate us. You know, they, they want to bite us. They don't like us. We stress them out. They watch us come to their door every, every, every day they bark at us and we go away. So they we're mortal enemies. Okay. Like it's just, it's just natural. It works for us. It makes sense. Um, until today, or sorry, until yesterday. Okay. I go to this lady's door. Very nice lady. We've had very few interactions. Um, you'd be surprised how many times people go to check the mail and I'm standing there. It's like a sixth sense or they watch me or they have things timed out to approximately what time I'm going to be there. So these people have no lives basically. And, uh, I'm getting, I'm there, I'm at her mailbox and she comes out and she's like, Oh, I was just coming to check the mail. And I'm like, Oh, you know, I'd be, I said, you know, you'd be surprised how often that happens. And I hear like a click and I hear a jingle jingle. And she's like, Oh, the dog got out. And now I'm at the bottom of the steps. And usually I'm like, Oh, fuck the dog. Cause you know, chances are pretty good. The dog's going to bite me and I'm going to somehow get blamed for it. Cause that's how my work works. Like, what could you do to prevent a dog bite? Right. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Nothing. I think I could have done nothing in this situation when I get charged by a dog. It's really not my fault. Okay. Having said that, having said that. So this dog comes out and she's like, oh, the dog got out. Right. And she's like, Millie. And I'm like, okay. Okay. And then I look down and it's like a chocolate lab. So if, I, if you were to wager a guess on which dog will bite you, Chocolate Lab's not on that list for me. Most of them are really sweet. They're really nice, really well-behaved. And I find that the more affluent a neighborhood you work in, the less likely you are to get bitten by a dog because they're well taken care of. They're well trained, usually. I mean, I know money doesn't reflect, um, certainly doesn't reflect good parenting, but it does kind of sometimes stereotypically reflect a good owner on account of that dog is more of a member of the family and less of a guard dog. 
so they aren't trained to kill. Um, so I look down at this chocolate lab and I'm like, oh, and then she immediately starts jumping all over me. And she's like, Millie, Millie, you get down. And I'm like, oh, I turn around to say, I'm like, oh, it's okay. I don't mind. She's cute. And then Millie, (sighs) Millie, um, I don't know how to even describe what happened. She, she deflowered me is basically what happened. I was sexually assaulted by a chocolate lab yesterday. And it's a situation I don't think I'll ever, ever forget. And I know you're thinking right now that that dog did a little humpty hump. Some some humpty hump. She, she didn't. Uh, she proceeded to lick the entire inside of my mouth somehow. Because I was like, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, don't worry. She's cute. And I guess um, Millie, Millie, Millie jumped up and she uh, put her muzzle directly in my mouth like she she jumped up and put her nose in my mouth and then her tongue swirled around my mouth and it came into contact with my tongue and uh I could feel how flat her tongue was and uh uh, I yeah we might be married now I don't I don't know what happened and it didn't stop there I mean the assault was repeated again and again and the first time I was like oh she got me right in my mouth and I'm like like I just I'm be I have no professionalism I'm just like a human I'm a human who doesn't like to kiss a dog which may be a rarity I'm not sure um and I wipe my mouth on my on my uh sleeve and the lady's like oh Millie likes to kiss and I'm like, Millie likes to kiss prison style, okay? Millie's not a tender lover. <laughs> Millie's very aggressive. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm wiping my, my, and I'm like, oh, God. And she's, she, she waited for me to finish wiping my face on my sleeve, and Millie comes up again. Round two, Millie. And she does it again. It's like I didn't, I, like, why didn't I cover my face? Why didn't I cover my face with my mail? Why wasn't I paying attention? I just let her, she just did it again. And I'm like, oh God, Millie. Oh. (laughs) And then guess what happens next? Millie waits for me to wipe my face again. And as soon as I bring my arm down, she jumps up and she does it again. I couldn't fucking believe this. And this lady is just pissing herself laughing. I was like, oh, Millie, we're married now. Oh God, Millie, no. And this lady does nothing to get her dog because she's crippled with laughter at the situation. Oh my God. It was just like so gross. Like I tasted Alpo. It was like fucking disgusting. Anyway, yada, yada, yada. I have Millie tattooed on my ass now. Okay, great. So that was, that was real exciting. That was real exciting. I think I'd rather had, have been bitten by that dog. I think I would have much rather had that dog bite my face, like, virtually off, then, then, the, then the feeling, like, I, I can, uh <coughs> I can, like, virtually feel it speed bump right now, and that's not beer bottles in my trunk, that's, uh, wine bottles, mind your own business, um, yeah, so, like, I can still remember the feeling of her flat tongue on my tongue, and it's just gross, and I just wish that woman would have stopped her dog from sexually assaulting me, but she didn't, she just let it happen, she just watched, she just watched, but it was just, she was just an onlooker, just letting it happen, just letting Millie get her sexual wiles out on me, to go, you know what, Millie, go sew your fucking oats somewhere else, okay, 
This mouth is closed. This mouth is closed. Okay, done. I got my light. I got my bulbs. I realized that I have no, no idea what dimensions even mean. Like, it's huge. It's huge. It's like 50 inches long. So I'm not really sure where I'm going to put that tomato growing light. But you know what? I've got it. And I'm all ready. I just need to buy some dirt. And uh, we're all set and let's made a front, if you know what I mean. Those are the groceries rolling around back there. Because I chose to go to Costco on a Saturday. And you'd think that I would know better than that. But I don't. And Malcolm is at Grandma and Grandpa's. And Sarah is doing whatever the fuck she wants to do. And I'm doing errands. Yeah. Cool, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Costco is an interesting place. I mean, I always get mad when I go there. I don't know why I even really go there. I don't really feel it should be my job. But in the amazing race that is life, uh, Sarah is a little more stressed out by Costco than I am. So I have to do this uh, roadblock challenge all the time. And it's cool, whatever. You know, I don't really clean or do anything around the house or anything of any use except have a baby. So I feel like I can contribute to the household in this way. But when I walk around Costco, it occurs to me that we are all just one little hair's width away from going animal on each and every one of us. Like, we're all just about a millisecond away from total fucking anarchy, absolute chaos. And uh, I know that because, yeah, you knew this was going somewhere, right? People are, as I've said several times, unaware of their surroundings, and usually that's okay. Usually you can work around that. You can meander around that. That's not a huge deal. But at Costco on a Saturday mid-morning, it's going to be a bit of a motherfucking problem. And it's times like these where I just had, like, a gigantic pair of symbols where when someone, say, I don't know, parks their cart across the entire aisle so that they can text someone something, I wish I could go right up behind them and just open my arms as wide as they go which is good because it's a, it's a big distance. I've got a nice wingspan, huge long arms, very lengthy, very lengthy. And uh, just smash those motherfucking symbols right behind their fucking empty brains and just scare the shit out of them. Why? Because they need to be aware of the fact that there are other people in the world and that they can't, as a matter of fact, put their cart horizontal to text someone because it's kind of inconsiderate and a little bit stupid. Right? Actually, I should I should find your mother and fucking do that to her too. She needs a little symboling too because she should have she should have raised you better. Which brings me to my next point. Everyone knows when they go out, they see parents, right? Parents are with kids. Some of them are praying for death. Some are already dead inside, and some are just assholes. This woman I saw I've, I saw her in milling about because you know they have samples at Costco. And I feel the samples also is a very aggravating part about Costco. Because if you were to wave turkey bacon under anyone's face, like an inch of it, at any given time, I'm sure they'd be a little bit repulsed. But for whatever fucking reason, they're all following their nose to the turkey bacon that happens to be on sale today. And they're all stopping fucking traffic. And they all put the samples on the ends of the aisles. Why? Why? That is already a clusterfuck. We do not need them there. Please stop, Costco, stop. Please, Jesus, stop. Help us. Help you. Help me help you. But no, okay. That's corporate policy. That's good. That's great. Do that. That's a really good idea. 
So I watched this woman. She had a sample. And she's got like a two-year-old, maybe a three-year-old in her cart facing her, sitting in the cart facing her. And she's like, do you want this? Last chance. I'm eating it. And within about second and a half, she ate, she ate it. And then the kid wanted some. She's like, oh, too bad. All gone. Num, num, num. It was really good. You didn't get to have any. Okay, I already hate this fucking woman. Because it's like, you're, you're a cunt. Like, why are you such an asshole? I don't know. It's like literally stealing candy from a baby. Like, it's... I can't believe she fucking did that. I was embarrassed for her and ashamed for her child that she had to be seen as such a fucking mongoloid. So later on, she's what I call a Broadway mom. Like she only parents in public. And you can tell that because her kids, like, there's nothing there. Like they just need a screen. They need a TV. And uh, they don't really like her. And to find a three-year-old that doesn't like their mom is pretty goddamn rare. Like you're, you're really fucking something up if your own kid doesn't like you. And we're in line now, and I happen to be in line the aisle over from her. And she's like, huh, okay, sweetie, now don't you want to sit nice like this other little girl over here? Yeah. Oh, it's your birthday scene. We're buying lots of things for your birthday. Yes, we are. Hey, do you want to sing a song while we wait? Okay, sweetie, let's sing Head and Shoulders, Knees and Toes. And then in the worst, like, I'm going to do it because I can, I can, I'm tone deaf, but I can imitate this woman because she is well tone deaf. Um, head and shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes, head and shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes, and eyes and ears and mouth and nose, head and shoulders, like, oh, it's like icky, sweet, fucking saccharine, awful bullshit. Like, we all know that you're not doing any of that at home, right? Because she she obviously didn't know the words to sing along because you've never sang them to her except for this exact moment right now. Lies. Lies. She was just over the top and uh, gushing over her kids. I just saw her ate her kid's snack. She ate her kid's sample. And I'm sure she ate hers too. A fucking cunt. Speaking of fucking cunts, here's a funny story, okay? (sighs) Facebook... I feel like Facebook can be used as a tool of good, to spread good cheer, for goodwill, you know, like, this is what's happening in my life, this is a picture of my cute kid, although, you know what, too many pictures of you and your cute kid, or you and your girlfriend, or you and your whatever, it's sickening, like, I try to temper it, I do one every two or three months, pothole, welcome to Winnipeg, uh, for my, like, Facebook account that I have for friends and family, like close friends and family, for like to share pictures of my kid. I don't usually put them on my um, uh, fake name account, uh, Facebook. Anyway, what's my fucking point? Uh, I, I'm about to tell you rules about Facebook, I guess. But here's one. Like, I don't really care what you do because I can just block you from my news feed. So if you don't believe in vaccines, I don't have to see that because, I mean, I disagree with that. And I may like you as a human being and all other regards, but I like vaccines and I don't like people quoting, um, everyone but a doctor about why vaccines will kill you. Fuck. Let me in. Would you just, just drive faster. Just drive faster. This isn't that hard. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Just, I hate when people pace and I've got my signal on, like get the fuck out of the way. Just be a kind person and move. Just fucking move. Right. Okay. So Facebook is funny because you can, if you so choose, have your settings so that friends of friends can see what you're posting. So if you if you post something here, let me just get to the fucking brass tacks here. Let's get like this. Let's make this more about Michael Taurus and less about everything else. 
I'm friends with this chick on Facebook who I fucking, she irritates the shit on me on Facebook because she says goodnight to Facebook. She says when she's going to the gym on Facebook, she tells you. She posts pictures of her lunch. All kinds of dumb shit. And, um, ah, fuck. Ooh. And, uh, sorry. So she's friends with this chick. Now, my friend commented on this lady's post, and that's why I was able to see the post at all. And the thing that she had commented on was that, um, her husband had cheated on her with two dirty whores. And she tagged one of the alleged dirty whores in, in the post. Oh, turn my wipers on by accident. Great. Hang on. Hold on a second here. Hold on a second here. So she tagged one of the, one of the alleged dirty whores in the post. So it appeared on her timeline for a short time. So now if you don't check Facebook every three seconds and someone tags you on that, that can be screen grabbed. Your mom could see that. Your sister could see that. Your kids really could see that you're a dirty whore cheating with this woman's husband. And, um, it was pretty graphic. She, uh, she told us all, like, I don't even know this woman. I just saw it because my friend posted on it. So I then had access to that post because it says Jane Smith commented on such and such post. And I read the post. and I was like, Oh my God, why are you putting that on Facebook? Like she read, uh, quoted some of the messages. I can't wait to suck your dick later. I love fucking you all this stuff. And this, he's married and she's friends with the girl that he's married to. Just like, oh my God, why are you putting that on Facebook? But there's a funny thing that happens to women, I've noticed, that when their husband or boyfriend cheats, it's like the boyfriend is almost not responsible because he has a penis and he's kind of dumb. It's, they always seem to attack the girl. It's like, oh, that dirty fucking bitch fucked my husband, sucked his dick. It's like, uh, yeah, she's not a nice friend. She's not a good person and she's kind of a cunt. But your husband was there too and I feel he's the one that is in fact married and she is not so maybe just maybe it could be his fault too I think what do you think or maybe it's easier for a woman to take that if she mentally absolves him of any and all responsibility I don't know maybe probably yeah okay so there's that and she went on about that and then two posts later um there she checks in at a church because they're going for counseling So apparently she has no self-esteem because I mean, if he got caught with these two girls, how many girls have there been really? How many do you think? If you got caught, it's like a mouse. If you see one, there's got to be five others. And if you see one cockroach, there's like a thousand others. So if she caught him on these two, how many more do you think? There's got to be five or six more, which he just won't admit to because he hasn't been caught doing that yet. So that she checks in at a church hoping to heal their marriage with the power of the Lord and all this shit. And I'm just like, you know, Jesus ain't going to help you. Oh, God, there's a lot of problems. Jesus doesn't care if your husband is fucking your friend. Jesus doesn't. You know who should care? You. Yeah, stop. Just, you're good enough. You're smart enough. You can do better. This guy is not nice to you. He's cheating and lying repeatedly. Yeah, and he's doing it with your friends. So imagine what he's doing on Tinder. Just just putting that out there, you know? And uh, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about that. I just feel like maybe, maybe he's also responsible for really... Oh, and they're married and they have two kids. And it's just like, oh, God, why? Why? And as of right now, I, like seriously, I don't know this woman. But through the power of Grayskull... Uh, I'm able to see details about her life that I really shouldn't be privy to, but because she decided to post the most personal things on Facebook, I know this about her. Total stranger. And then I have another friend who also, uh, 
she decided to post a picture of the woman that her live-in boyfriend cheated on her with. She didn't tag her in it, but she posted a picture of her and said, this is a dirty, home-wrecking slut. In my opinion, she should have posted the picture of her boyfriend. And, and then the next post is like, uh, you know, like meme after meme, like when a heart's been broken, you should have loved me while I was trying to heal myself instead of trying to fix me and all this shit. It's like, oh God, you're going back too? What the fuck? Is it just, is it that hard to find a decent guy? Or gal, really, for that matter? Like, holy fuck, it's exhausting. Facebook wears me out. Like, don't post shit like that on there. That's, and, like, it's one thing to have someone gossip about you and your shitty relationship and your cheating husband, but it's an entire other thing to, like, go out of your way to post it on Facebook so that everybody knows exactly what's going on. I do not need to know this shit. I don't, and I don't want to. Okay, I think I'm done about that. I don't know, just, you guys do what you want, but... Man, I don't think Zuckerberg had that in mind when he was wearing his sandals and creating this, stealing this idea from those handsome, uh, oh, whoa, 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 that was close, from those handsome twins that were in the rowboat. I don't think, what the fuck was the name of those twins? Oh, I don't care. Uh, okay, yeah, I think that's about it. That's a long, stupid rant about nothing. But just, I wish there were etiquette rules about Facebook. Anyway, there aren't. And that's life. And that's life. Okay, well, that's my second segment from the car. So, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm going to go get a double-double and hang out with my mom for a bit and uh, let this chicken get nice and warm in my car. It's really warm here. It's really warm. There's, like, there's like hardly any snow. This winter has been a breeze. I'm so lucky. The last good winter for me. Oh, well. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Thanks for coming with me, running my errands, guys. It really, it makes it a lot more fun talking to you, at you. So I really enjoyed that. But I was thinking as I was um, putting this all together that, um, anyway, long story. And we've got nothing but time, so I'm just going to tell it. So I, the vet phones me yesterday, the receptionist at the vet office or whatever. She phones me to remind me on Thursday or on Friday about my appointment on Saturday. And she's in the midst of a conversation with somebody else while the phone's ringing. She's like, yeah, I just saw that episode. It was really good. And then I'm like, what, what episode was it? I'm like, what were you watching? She said, Oh, sorry about that. I was watching friends. I thought, fuck. I'm like, she's like, have you seen it? And I'm like, (laughs) I'm 35. Yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar with friends. Cause I guess maybe she was born in like the early nineties and maybe she was like three at the time. I don't know. She was probably as old as the kids were on that show. So she's going through it again and she's just at the part where Ross and Rachel are at a break or on a break. And if you were born in the early 90s, basically what's happened is uh, Rachel tells Ross that she wants to take a break in their relationship and they go their separate ways. And I don't know if it was like the next night or how soon after their quote unquote break talk it was. Spoiler alert if you're 17 right now. Ross goes out on the town and he fucks the the coffee girl at the at the photocopy place because in the 90s you, you it wasn't possible to own a photocopier you had to go to like a office depot or a staples to get all of your copying needs met um these were the olden days and actually if you want to talk about more olden days before he decides whether or not to sleep with this copy girl i think if memory serves me correctly he phones rachel from a payphone and she kind of uh shirks him off or rejects him slightly or something and that's when he made his decision to fuck the coffee girl and um so she's like okay well we'll talk about this tomorrow when you come in with your dog so I came in with Max and she brought up the subject again she is 
quite attractive on a scale of one to attractive. I do like a ginger. God help me. I love pale skin. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be gross because I really probably could be that child's mother. She's probably like, well, maybe not. Maybe she's, maybe she's 22. Well, I guess, yeah, I could, if I was a slutty 13 year old, yeah, I could be or 12 year old. I could be her mother technically. And, uh, anyway, that always just makes me feel gross because I think my rule of thumb should be if I could be your mother, I'm not allowed to find you attractive. I think that's a fair rule of thumb. Except uh, I've made some inappropriate jokes on my old podcast. So maybe, eh, whatever. We don't need to get into too much detail. What goes on in this melon, not all of it has to be shared, right? <laughs> Pervert. Uh, right. Anyway, we were talking about it and I'm like, okay, so team Ross or team Rachel? What do you, what do you think about the whole I'm on a break thing? And she said... I think team Rachel, team Rachel. And I was like, I was like, really? And then the other girl chimed in. Yeah, yeah, team Rachel for sure. And I said, you guys are such girls. Why do you feel that way? And she's like, well, you know, I mean, I feel like if uh, he was emotionally able to go ahead immediately after or not, not far after they broke up to go and have sex with somebody else, that that's wrong. And I was like, okay. And they're like, what do you think? And I said, well, if Rachel was able to reject him um, everything about him really. And, and I said, on a break means broken up means we're not together. And I am very furiously doing the bunny ears, the quotation marks when I make those statements. So if they're broken up slash on a break, that means they are no longer dating anymore. And they're like, yeah, I guess. But I mean, what would happen if a girl did that? And I think, well, I guess society would call you a dirty slut apparently, but the situation is she broke it off. She rejected him. And he reached out to her from the payphone and she shut him down somehow. I can't really remember how that went. So yeah, Ross has every right to go out there and plug whoever he wants. I mean, I'm sure he was ashamed of it the next morning. I don't think he felt very good about it, but Rachel initiated the breakup or the break, quote unquote. So why is this Ross's fault? Because he was capable of putting his emotions aside and just having like revenge sex with some cute girl. Is that why he's a bad guy? I guess. I don't know. If you're a young gal out there, straight or otherwise, probably otherwise if you're listening to this show, maybe that's a question you need to put on your I love Cupid or whatever. Is that what it is? Okay Cupid or your Tinder or your Grinder or whatever. The, the Ross Rachel debate. Because you need to have your morals in line. As far as I'm concerned, Ross had every right. Do I think he should have? No. Do I think I would have? It depends on what the relationship was like before. If I was head over heels in love with um someone and they wanted to go on a break i don't know it depends on your mindset i guess and he had been drinking if i was drinking if it was like a long relationship if lesbians were plentiful if i had a nine out of ten chance of meeting an attractive lesbian that liked me back i don't know might be different because my odds are very slim and attractive lesbian is it's almost an oxymoron Okay, I'm going to put that out there. Might just be. Not in all cases, but sometimes. And if you are an attractive lesbian, pat yourself on the back. And if you're dating an attractive lesbian, pat yourself on the back. Because they're rare. Very rare. But, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I personally could go and fuck some random girl in a bar. I don't think I could. Because I'm just not built for that. I'm a serial monogamist. And look, okay, some of my relationships overlapped. But I don't, I've never had a one night stand. I've never done that. Kind of glad I never have. But in a way, I'm kind of like, ugh, I feel like I wasted my prime just being in relationship after relationship after relationship. It's just a lot. 
So no, I don't think I, I guess the bottom line is no, I don't think I would do what Ross did, but I don't, I, I think he has every right to do it. I really wish we could have a two-way conversation right now because I feel like I'm alone here, except I am alone here. So I don't know. You guys are going to have to give me no input. Don't send any emails and don't write on the fan page on Facebook because I don't want to hear from you. So those two girls, those two uh, veterinary receptionists, I don't know what the fuck they're called, are Team Rachel. And I think I'm Team Ross because fuck Rachel. Fuck you. Fuck you. Actually, you know what? Fuck you, Jennifer Aniston. Because I, I really don't know why she's famous. I, you know what? I'll say it again. Like, okay, yeah, she's attractive. But if she was bagging your groceries at Walmart, would you really look twice at her? Would she be a fucking stunner? Think about that. Think about that. Okay, so I'm going to play um, a segment entitled Fat from my homie Rainbow Bright. She's, she's great. I wish she would send in more shit, but then maybe if I stayed on top of my shit and played her shit, she'd send more shit. Hang on. Hello listeners, hello Sandra, it's Rainbow Bright. So, uh, social is getting closer. Social is in March. Uh, decided to have a St. Patrick's Day social with uh, all the rainbows and uh, unicorns and it doesn't, it's not too gay for the straight people because it's just Irish. St. Patrick's Day, you can have all the rainbows you want and uh, you're never too much of a pride advocate. So, we're gonna go nuts. <laughs> Um, so my mom is currently an average sized woman. My sister is super skinny, but she works really hard for it. And I am chubby as fuck. Like I am a fat girl and, um, here's, here's why I'm a fat girl. Um, I don't want to catch the mean. My sister and my mom, they're, they're really mean. And angry all the time like not like I don't want to say nice people but like good people right because you can't really be mean and nice like I think they have the intent to be nice but they're mean <laughs> I don't want to catch the mean I think they're mean because they're hungry like I I self-medicate anytime you know it's like that Weight Watchers commercial where they're like if you're happy and you know eat a snack if you're sad and you're bloated or something like that, just eat a snack, right? Like eat, eat your feelings. Um, and I know that that's not supposed to be psychologically good for you. It's definitely not physically good for you, but I'm a really, as a rule, happy person <laughs> because anytime that I'm like not a happy person, it's like, okay, have a cupcake. It makes life better. Cause right? Life is in those, those, those happy moments, those 10 seconds of that cupcake, that 10 second cupcake. Wow, I eat quickly, apparently. Um, <laughs> and this is why I am fat. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's in those those little moments where you're enjoying something like food that's really good, that cup of coffee in the morning, and um, things like having a good sex life. Now, now, here's a question for you, Sandra. Do you think because we had all that Hey, have you ever tried penis? You know that phase where you're like coming out and everybody's like, well, well, maybe you're not gay. Maybe you just you just haven't tried it yet. Maybe you need to try penis. Like, I mean, granted, a lot of people do get on that bandwagon and give it a good old fashioned try to see if maybe they are straight. Uh, I, I didn't hop on that train. And now I feel like all the straight people who are coming to me and being like, oh, I have a really bad sex life. 
I'm really not happy. Uh, bad sex life. Uh, can you just be like, well, have you tried girls? Like, you know, have you, have you, have you tried being gay? I just, would that maybe work for you? I, my sex life is really good. I can't, I can't really relate. So, so yeah, uh, I did not make a New Year's resolution to lose weight. I am going to try and be a bit healthier and maybe that will mean losing weight, but, uh, for now I'm, I'm fat and happy and, uh, I think that's all I have to say. So thanks. Bye. If you're happy and you know it, eat a snack. If you're happy and you know it, eat a snack. If you're happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, eat a snack. If you're sad and you know it, eat a snack. If you're sad and you know it, eat a snack. If you're sad because you're angry, feeling down, or generally bad, if you're sad, eat a snack. If you're bored and you know it, eat a snack. If you're lonely and you know it, eat a snack. If you're sleepy and you know it, if you're guilty and you know it, if you're stressed, eat a snack. If you're human and you know it, then your face will surely show it. If you're human, eat your feelings, eat a snack. Oh my God. Rainbow, I am so thoroughly impressed by your segment. I cannot say enough good things about it. Never mind the production value, but uh, you're good. You're good. If you want to have your own show on my stream, please feel free. You've got it. You've got what it takes. Although I don't really want to give you up because you're great. Um, that's an excellent, that is an A++ segment. You can't get any better than that. I'm not expecting anyone out there if you want to start sending stuff in to have that much production value. I'm not expecting songs or music, but anyone can record into an iPhone and be, man, that, that was really good. It was short, punchy, under five minutes, all my favorite things. Good, good job, Rainbow. I'm very impressed by that. Because, you know, I'm I'm a professional. I've been doing this for almost five years now. So if anyone's to judge what's good and what's not, it's most certainly me. Most certainly. But I laughed and I sympathized. And Okay, let's start at the start. Uh, Rainbow and her girlfriend, slash my girlfriend, who I'm going to steal from Rainbow, just given the chance. Just wait. I'm just going to wait until it costs you guys money to get a divorce and then I'm going to rub my gunt all over her sexually. Um, so Lisa and um, Rainbow are throwing a social. And in Winnipeg, I don't know that it's a Canada-wide thing. In Winnipeg, what you do, it's an old-timey thing. You throw a party, your friends come, they get drunk, you set up, it's called like a, it's like a silent auction. So there's like a table of prizes, you buy tickets, put the tickets in, they draw a ticket, and the winner gets to keep the prize. And usually the prizes are donated so it doesn't cost the couple anything. Basically what you're trying to do is raise enough money. In the old days, you would have raised enough money to try and buy house or put it towards whatever towards the wedding so um that's what a social is so they're throwing a big party it's themed with um a saint patrick's day thing anyway I, why am i repeating what she said i don't know um i understand about mean and skinny and angry i hear what you're feeling there um the only time i'm thin i'm really unhappy but i feel like i want to be kind of unhappy again in the sense that i'd really like to fit my old clothes i mean i still I still dress like a eight-year-old boy, but a fat eight-year-old boy, so I feel like I'm really limiting myself. And I don't think there's anything wrong 
with my being fat. I'm just unhappy fat because, well, not unhappy enough apparently because I'm not willing to do anything about it. However, okay, I understand. Catching the mean. Yes, I know. I know. And you're right. They are hungry. And I am not. And I don't think I've been hungry in four years. So, <laughs> but I'm still a bitch. So I don't know how that works out. Um, now I have straight sex. I know what you mean. It happens all the time. Maybe you're a guy. Maybe we can use this as a life lesson for you. If you're a man and you ever meet a lesbian, the thing that you don't ever want to say is maybe you haven't met the right guy. Because I always turn it around in a way that they'll understand. And I say to them, maybe you haven't met the right guy. Oh, no, I'm straight. It's like, yeah, I'm. And then I say, I'm as gay as you are straight. Would you ever want to kiss a man? Oh, no way, man. That's fucking gross. It's like, yeah, I feel the same way. But you're a girl. It's like, yeah, but I feel the same way. Yeah, but I'm a man. It's like, oh my God, who's on first? Who's on first? You fucking idiot. So as a man, I'm, I'm trying to teach you that it's not appropriate to say to a lesbian. Okay, I don't want to go on and on about it. I told you several times now. So if you make that mistake and I get an email, because you know, we're all connected. Every lesbian in the world knows each other one way or another. And chances are pretty good we've slept with one of their exes. God, Winnipeg is a small city. Holy shit. You slept with one lesbian in the city. You've slept with the city entire. Do you know what I mean? Take that, Oscar Schindler. Uh, okay. Straight sex. I'm very confused by straight sex. I don't really understand how it works. I do have Sugar, my friend Sugar. She came on my old podcast called Return to Sender. And we were talking and I don't understand it at all. And there was one episode in particular that stands out in my mind that she just said she didn't orgasm all the time. Every single time when she had a, when she had a sexual encounter, she didn't always orgasm. And I couldn't figure it out. And I didn't get any kind of answer that made sense to me. She just kind of sang, um, sang a little song saying, don't worry, I'll come the next time. And I just thought, why? Why would anyone sit in a relationship like that where you didn't get to orgasm every time? It's like it should be, to me, it should be mutually beneficial to have sex. And yeah, I understand it feels good if someone's had a good time with you. I understand that. I myself have done that numerous times. Just, just, I'm just a giver. I just, I'm good. Like I get a lot of sexual satisfaction from giving to someone else. And that's cool. I assume if a, if a straight woman is, you know, pleasuring, ugh, if she's touching a pee-pee, in whatever fashion, I'm sure she gets satisfaction, you know, from a job well done and he's happy and satisfied. But when you're having intercourse with a guy, like not me, but you, or maybe not you, maybe her or him for that matter, really are having intercourse, like your pleasure sensors are being stimulated. Like you're aroused, you're excited, maybe a little damp in the pants. I don't know. You'd think you'd want to have an orgasm. Like, could you imagine if a, if a straight guy had a woody you're manipulating it, you're letting him have sex with you, you have an orgasm and say to him, oh, I'm good. This is over now. I'm done. I wonder how that would go over. And I'm not trying to like paint all men with the same brush because what the fuck do I know? I don't. I just know from the women that I work with and talk to that um, they don't get to orgasm every single time. And I understand like some guys, maybe, maybe the girl needs to get off first and then he can go to town and take as long or as short or as quick as he wants because she's gotten, you know, her sexy time, happy explosion. I don't know. I don't know how things work. But I just, I've, 
I've never been in a position where I've wanted to have an orgasm and I haven't been able to achieve one. So maybe that's me. I mean, do lesbians have this problem? Because there was that study that came out that said lesbians, lesbian women were the most common, were the women that had the most orgasms in their relationships, long-term relationships. So it was, I think it's, it, I don't know why that is. I just don't want to bash straight people because I'm not trying to do that. I just don't understand. Maybe it's because women aren't talking too. Maybe men are inept. And you know what? If you, I got to tell you, the first time I touched a vagina, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I have one. So I was lucky. I had a partner that was willing to talk to me and be really direct about what she wanted. So I got off lucky. And so did she. <laughs> okay, that's it. I've had enough of myself. Anyway, Rainbow, thank you so much. I really enjoyed that. That was that was an A++++ segment. Very good job. You, you better step up your game. I'm going to need more than two. Someone's got to support this show. I'm, I'm not doing a very good job. Okay, that's about it. I'm done. God, I hate myself so much. Um, okay, so what do I say at the end here? You can favorite us on Stitcher. You can follow me on Facebook or friend me on Facebook. I'm not weird about it mostly. Um, right, Sandra D. Sanchez on Twitter as well. And you can like the Change of Address Facebook page. You can check out the Garbage Hill Podcasting Network. And that's just growing every day. It's just insane. Like there's, it's just a network for Winnipeg-based podcasts. So if you're interested, check them out on Facebook. You can Google that shit and find out what other shows Winnipeg has to offer. And they're all spectacular, if you don't mind my saying. So that's Garbage Hill Podcasting Network. And uh, what else do I usually say? Oh, you can check out my old show, Return to Sender. Um, what's another one? Uh, Gifts and Echoes. If you really want to hear me fucking freak the fuck out, it was it was the episode we did when I was getting my... <laughs> when I was getting my washer and dryer delivered. And yeah, that's an excellent example of Sanchez, pregnant Sanchez, crazy craze. It was a rage-filled episode. The first 20 minutes are, yeah, really, I'm really mad in it. And Sugar's on that show, so it's one of my favorites. I love Sugar and Dave. Any show with either of them is just fantastic. So if you could please leave an iTunes review. And if you have recently, I think I might love you. Like not in a Millie way, but just in a you and I kind of straight up human way, which isn't as sexually tense, but uh, thank you. Because that is a big deal. Because a lot of times I feel like I'm just screaming into nothingness and it's really nice to have someone leave a review and let me know that they like the show. So you should really be doing that. Also, I have 24 reviews on the American site and 25 on the Canadian one. So it's a race to 50 as far as I'm concerned. And if you buy that, great. Leave a review. It's not hard. Everyone's got a shit sometime. Take your phone in there. Leave a review if you'd like. And I don't know what else. If you want to submit, changeofaddress69 at gmail.com. It doesn't have to be as good as Rainbow's. Don't worry about it. You can just record something on your iPhone. Send it in. It's scary. Maybe if you want to email me first, I could offer a few tiny words of, of wisdom because I've been doing this a long time. And you know what's really funny? I find that... Um, when you first start doing this, like when I first started doing this alone on this show, I, if you listen back to like the first five episodes, my voice sounds really weird. It sounds like it's not me. I'm, you can hear how incredibly uncomfortable I am about doing this, but 
I feel fine now. I just feel like I'm having a one-sided conversation with people I'll probably never, ever meet. And if I consider this a phone call, it just rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> Millie! Millie, baby, this song's for you. Take off your coat, I'll make you feel at home Now let's pour a glass of water 